Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you on your self-discovery and wellness journey. I also want to help you draw a roadmap to align mind and heart. Today's topic is why saying sorry is sometimes not enough and what we can do. For more information about what I do and about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, GeorginaHudsonG, my name, surname, and letter G. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? I'm so happy my voice has come back. I'm still a little bit hoarse, but I'm feeling much better. Thank you for your lovely messages and Happy New Year! It makes me so happy to be together on the first week of 2022. And today I'd like to talk about something that comes up very frequently in my sessions. It's about apologies that don't feel enough. What happens when someone says, I'm sorry, but it doesn't relieve us? And what can be going on when we are the ones who ask for forgiveness and the other person doesn't take it well? In your work or in your personal life, you've surely been on one side or the other. You've surely had to apologize or you've surely received an apology. So it's important to be well-equipped to be able to ask for forgiveness with real intention. And to be honest, I think it's a very good goal we can set for ourselves to start 2022. Writer Gilbert Chesterton, I'm sorry you've read something by him, said it very clearly. I'm open invert, opening inverted commas. A stiff apology is a second insult. The injured party does not want to be compensated because he has been wronged. The injured party wants to be healed because he has been hurt. So important. The key is to help the other person heal their wounds with sincere regret. So if saying I'm sorry isn't enough, you might be asking yourselves, what are the ingredients of a real apology? I'm coming and I am going to tell you, uh, fortunately, there are a lot of people who study this and to me, the best study was led by Professor Roy Levisky from the University of Ohio. Uh, his team shed a lot of light on the issue of apologizing after analyzing almost 1,000 cases. And they concluded that for apologies to be effective, they must include the following six actions I'm going to tell you right now. So the first point is the expression of regret. Second, explanation of what went wrong. Third, acknowledgement of responsibility. Four, declaration of repentance. Five, offer of repair. And six, request for forgiveness. And mind you, it doesn't mean that when you apologize, you have to follow that exact order. 
these are the ingredients and in fact when someone apologizes they don't always include every aspect of a true apology but this is highly effective and when I was reading all the study about real apologies uh, directed by Mr. Roy Levisky, I said to myself, well, this seems so easy. It is so neatly presented. But then I remembered all the people hmm, who tell me about how difficult it is for them to forgive somebody who is offering their uh, apology. And, or, or, or also, you know, clients who tell me, you know, I apologized and he didn't accept it or she didn't accept it, you know. So it seems logical to include those six steps in an apology. But in reality, asking for, for, for forgiveness is difficult. It is tricky, right? I'm going to share with you some comments I wrote verbatim in my sessions. And I want you to pay attention to them and to see if any of these resonates uh, with you. Okay. And well, let's start. So one of my clients told me, she said, he told me that he was sorry, but that it was a joke, that he never meant to offend me. Hmm? Think about it. Think about whether some person or some people have ever said that to you. Okay, so I offended you, but it was a joke. You don't have a good sense of humor. <laughs> Another one. <clears throat> this client of mine, of mine said, I asked her for forgiveness, but she's very resentful. It's difficult for her to turn over a new leaf. So I asked him, what exactly did you say to her? And he said, I told her that I was wrong, of course. But she also needed to put herself in my shoes because she overreacted and I told her so. Okay, let me give you another example. True life, okay? True sessions, true people. He said he was sorry, but then he got irritated with me and asked me if I think that he always does everything wrong. Hmm? And finally, I have a lot of examples, but I'm going to give you these ones because I think these are very common. He heard me again and once more he apologized, but I no longer believe him. If you are listening to this, what can you notice? I'm breathing deeply here because there is so much to take, to take in. I'm going to be quite bold here, I'm going to say, they are all examples of false apologies. How is someone going to forgive another person if this person is saying, forgive me for what I did, but you did this or that thing to me? It's not like that. It doesn't work like that. It's forgive me for what I did, period. How is someone going to heal if the other person keeps making the same mistake over and over again and then wants to fix everything by saying I'm sorry or please forgive me? It's crazy, isn't it? In fact, what's the use of asking for forgiveness if this is not followed by a restorative act? Please think about it and let's all let this sink in. Because we need to have 
good, you know, resources to ask for forgiveness, but also to express what we need when someone apologizes to us. When a person feels hurt, it's important for that person to see that the other can express regret. And I would say that is the first step. But this becomes meaningless if the other person doesn't take charge of what they did without justifying himself or herself. The person who's hurt needs to see that the other person's feelings are sincere and that he or she also wants to know what the other person is going to do about it. Okay, so it's of, of course everyone wants to hear I'm sorry, but we also need to see what the person is going to do about it. Okay, a client told me that he had been strongly betrayed by a close member of his family. And to be honest with you, sorting out what happened to him requires a lot of maturity and clarity. And every time we had a session, he would tell me about his pain and his desire to forgive because he wanted to forgive the other person. But his wound was bleeding so heavily. And with true reason, to be honest. And what was at stake in the background was first that he didn't find any relief in the other person's words or actions and second that deep down he felt that what happened was going to happen again. That's why I insist saying sorry isn't enough. Notice how different the following would sound and I'm not telling you what to say but maybe this is going to give you some clues. Imagine somebody comes to you and they say I'm sorry because you are suffering because of what I did. I can see your pain and I know that I am to blame. I take responsibility because by doing this I hurt you and I broke our trust. I know it will take time for you to believe in me, but trust me, this won't happen again. And of course, you're going to say all that and the other person will take time to trust you again, but give them time. And you know what? It's important to bear in mind the six keys to real apologies that Mr. Roy Levitsky came up with and which I mentioned a few minutes ago, like remorse, repentance, responsibility, willingness to change and so on and so forth. But there's something else that seems key to me and it is the ability to listen. A person who has been hurt needs to hear that the other person is sorry. They need to hear and understand what motivated them to behave that way, but they also need to express themselves and be heard. And this is where coaches and experts come up uh, handy, really, when we are necessary because sometimes the person who's hurt is so angry that they cannot listen to the person who has hurt them. And even if they come and apologize sincerely, they feel so much wrath that they cannot really listen appropriately and attentively. And the same is true when the person who is apologizing is justifying that acts. So, you know, you, you need to create a safe container to be able to talk. Hmm? 
It's very, imper- it's very important to make room for respectful and mindful dialogue. That is crucial. And most of the time, people need help to create that space. And remember, there is no room for excuses when you ask for forgiveness. There is no room for the victim to become the perpetrator. It's key to have the courage to put up with what the other has to say without being defensive. There is no repair if the one who apologizes is taking care of their ego and doesn't lay down their arms, metaphorically speaking, of course. But let me tell you something else. Something magical happens when the person who made a mistake works every day so that the wounded person can heal and feel safe in a new way because the wounds are there and so the the feeling of safety will be a new one. But it is wonderful to see how it arises. Hmm? When something is broken, it can take a long time to mend. But if the desire to do it is sincere, that bond may become stronger and deeper. I can tell you by my own experience, and I have supported many people on their way of forgiveness. In fact, in Japan, there is a technique that I love, which is called kintsuji, that can serve as a metaphor for what I have been saying. When pottery pieces break down, the Japanese put them back together with gold. So pottery is transformed into something extremely beautiful and stronger. The cracks remain visible, but so is their delicate treatment. And if we travel to the world of rock and roll, this reminds me of one of my favorite songs by Extreme. Okay, this is for older people, maybe. I have a lot of young subscribers, but please Google the word Extreme, the band Extreme, uh, in their beautiful song called More Than Words, they say, how easy it would be to show me how you feel. More than words, it's all you have to do to make it real. So, okay, the words are fine, but show me how you feel. Show me you are regretful. Show me that your feelings are real, okay? So the next time you have to apologize, remember all of the above. And if someone apologizes to you, but you don't feel it's completely honest, tell the other person what is not working and what you need. Ah, I love this topic. I, I hope you liked this podcast. And if you know someone who can benefit from it, forward it to them and invite them to subscribe. In this way, we are building bridges that bring us closer in our desire to live a better life. Thank you for being there. Remember that you can also find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. May this 2022 be filled with forgiveness, love and gratitude. And little by little, step by step, one breath at a time, we're going to have a wonderful year. A big hug, feel my arms wrapping you up. Until next week.